0: And now I think, you know, the proliferation of low code has really, you know, brought this back full circle to where, you know, depending on the company and depending on the, the you know, business's appetite to really delve into this, you know, it went from something we can look the other way towards to, oh my gosh, like we've got 20,000 power apps. and <laughs> That was the only way that that stuff was gonna get
1: done. There was no way that the centralized IT of that company could ever have done the specifics that we were doing inside like the finance, this branch of finance IT that we were doing for the business at work there. Welcome to Switched On with Paul Moderman and James Wood. Strap in for great chats with super smart people on SAP solutions, Microsoft Azure cloud development, and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to Switched On with Paul Moderman and James Wood. I am of course, Paul Moderman, and across the digital airwaves is my compatriot, James Wood. Say hi, James. Hey there, everyone. And we are scratching our heads, banging fists against the wall, thinking out loud over and over again, on a thing that seems to like pop up and come down in waves and fits and starts in the world. And that is the concept of shadow IT or business led IT or IT in fractions and splinters or IT that is like like if you're watching if you have seen Game of, Game of Thrones like there's like IT that's like beyond the wall though like the wildlings just doing whatever like there's IT like that that happens outside the boundaries of like the King's Landing centralized IT of of stuff these days so and there's lots of even today still like there's an ebb and flow there between those things but it's also maturing and growing right to what it is what's happening there is maturing and growing. So James, let's just start with like do you have any personal experience seeing some of these like power struggles or or process struggles going on in the world with these things?
0: Yeah, I mean I think, you know, for us, I mean being you know more and more entrenched in this low-code development ecosystem paradigm whatever you want to call it, you know, that we're seeing a lot of customers with with maybe some previous scars <laughs> whether that comes from promises made 20 25 years ago with you know early low code tools that maybe didn't have the chops that they do today uh, even simple things like excel and access and sharepoint maybe to some extent i mean that you know those tools have have definitely created this you know shadow it ecosystem that that it is you know, it's kind of I think it vacillated between, you know, either trying to do something about it or looking the other way, and, and now I, I think you know the proliferation of low code has has really you know brought this back full circle to where you know depending on the company and depending on the the you know business's appetite to really delve into this, you know, it went from something we can look the other way towards to oh my gosh like we've got. Twenty thousand power apps, <laughs> like how did that happen, and what do we, you know, do about it? And and so, yeah, I think it's you know continues to to kind of crop up more and more as you know, even beyond governance conversations just strategically, you know, what does that relationship look like?
1: That's you know, from from my standpoint, when I think back in my career times, as I as I gaze into the the past of my wizened years of doing this for decades and decades. I I think back to some of my early experiences at my first company where I was, I was placed inside what you might call a business led it org or a shadow it org, or I don't know what you want to call it, but there was definitely a, there was a centralized it component of this company. And then there was my group doing things at the behest of a particular, business function at the company and we kind of got to be cowboys in that we had to we didn't have to follow very many of the laws of the centralized i.t but there were some we still had to follow right because we still sort of integrated with other systems occasionally here but um it was a world where at that when i first started there at that point thinking back on it that was the only way that that stuff was going to get done there was no way that the centralized IT of that company could ever have done the specifics that we were doing inside like the finance, this branch of finance IT that we were doing for the business at work there. Right. So it was a, if you think about like, you know, businesses, what they spend on like centralized IT versus what they spend on like Little business-led IT initiatives, right? The that was money back then. That was well spent in the business-led IT initiative of this kind of stuff. I think. Then this company, uh, you know, took on SAP, and all these various like splinter groups started to kind of dissipate and like get vacuumed up into sort of the SAP backbone of things. But they never fully went away. And I hear tell that those things are like kind of sprouting back up again in those places. And I just, I've, I feel like the, I don't know how else to put this. There's still something of a, like, cause we did a whole season on why can't IT meet the needs of the business anymore. Um, and a lot of it was about speed and agility. And where does the cost and the money go of these things? And I just feel like there is growing disconnect again between like IT proper and then going out and doing something under the guise of like, this is a business thing we want to do. And I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call that phenomenon. What would you, what would you call that? Or what, how would you describe what you see going on now in this, thing with this stuff that's a terrible yeah this thing with this stuff what a great detailed specific question paul
0: (laughs) um yeah i I, to me the word that comes to mind is just disconnect you know I, i think there there's just a you know you can think of so many examples where you know it points a finger at shadow it initiatives you know you guys aren't thinking about security or compliance or you know retention or you know like it you know, discipline type things. And then, you know, the flip side of it, the business is like, well, you guys don't understand what we do. You know, we, we know, we know our, our department, our organization, what, you know, whatever it is, like our, our little corner of the universe, we know it better than anyone. And every time I hand something off to it, they just don't get it, you know, whether that's true or not, you know, like sometimes, I mean, the most extreme brand I can remember hearing is, you know, a guy he he was, <laughs> technical enough that, you know, he was probably not too far off, but he's basically saying like, man, if I knew Abov, I could just knock this out. I know exactly what needs to be done. I keep giving it to this team and they keep coming back and, you know, so I, I I think, you know, at the end of the day, (laughs) they're both right. But I I think what's missing it is that, that overarching compromise of, okay. You know, if we are both right, then what? You know, yes, we absolutely need IT discipline, and yes, there is a missing ingredient of having that business knowledge brought to bear on solving these problems. So again, now what? <laughs> you know, where, I mean, I, I think
1: that I think that shows up a lot too. And you know, we we do projects for companies uh, for various for lots of different things, and I think you can see, no matter who who sort of the buyer is at the company for the services that we provide you can tell whether that that person the driving person kind of belongs more to the business or more to like an it org right they see a skills gap versus they see a like a business gap or whatever and you can always see when one perspective rubs up against the other perspective right where you can always see where if you're being if you're if you're just blasting forward on a business-led project and then you hit the you hit the part of the track where the centralized IT has and is for legitimate reasons has things to say and you can see things like when that crew gets involved the perspectives are all different right but it's the same it goes the same way the other way right when when it knocks on the door for some skill sets to come in and help do stuff. And then we're sort of leading projects or whatever. And we get the chance to be in the room with the business folks, driving something on the business. You also see where the perspectives rubbed up a little bit, right? Not even in a bad way, but just in a way of, I didn't, Oh, I didn't know that you were thinking about this or I was thinking about this, but that's totally different than the, the need you're raising for X, Y, and Z. And I, I almost feel like there's just, I mean, this this is going to sound like totally, (laughs) this is going to sound totally like such a high level thing to say that it's almost not even worth saying, I guess. But like, there's, there's like, there's a glue that's missing here. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a, there's a perspective here that is almost never the case that is like where somebody or some team is truly <laughs> there's they're in a throuple <laughs> with like the people doing the work it and the business needs are all truly enmeshed. And sometimes I don't know how to even make that happen. You know what I mean? Sometimes, I don't know. This is,
0: well, I, I think it's one of those things. I mean, you know, as, as business software in general becomes more and more complex because Business is more complex. Yeah, I, I just think there's. I, I was reading a, a book you know, during the pandemic talking about, uh, you know, Jennifer Doudna and, and her team. You know, that was kind of there was a bunch of people that worked on CRISPR, but she was among you know some of the pioneers that working in that space. And she's talking about you know what it takes to to staff a lab. You know, and, and it was, you know, basically just your garden variety PhD in computer science, along with PhD in some, you know, one of the life sciences, you know, just put all that together in one just unicorn resource and mix them up. Know. Yeah. But, but just, you know, that need to have that multidisciplinary level, you know, approach to, to building these solutions, because they're not, you know, as much as people want to make software something where, you know business sketches out a functional specification they throw it over the wall and the developers just you know devour it and crank it out and build you know and, and and then off we go it's just it's so much more collaborative than that and it requires so many different types of disciplines and you know that that's one of the reasons that we've been pushing you know that fusion team concept so much is you know it it's i mean coming from an IT background like I know <laughs> and I can park a ton of engineers in a room and if they don't have good business knowledge, they're just going to be, going to be worthless. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like I'm, just... I'm stuck telling you know, they, they need that, that, you know, and you know, the, the scenarios, the projects where we've had the most success over time, it's always been those, those, you know, magical moments where you just kind of get locked in a room with a lot of people, a lot of bright minds coming at it from different angles and, and they just are able to solve these problems. And, in ways that you know i think you know you just think about the term shadow it what it implies you know there there's a sense of um you know frustration or you know <laughs> uh disillusionment uh, i suppose you know between the different departments and you know I, there's to do this right you have to have that collaboration and you know, we kind of were joking about it earlier. It's like shadow IT versus, you know, the term business led IT strategy. It's, it's, it almost depends on whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. <laughs> yeah. Know, like yeah, right. Sh- shadow like- IT is the nasty side of that. And then there's like the, you know, what if we could come together and what could that unlock? You know, a more optimistic side of it. And, It's like it's,
1: it's like, (laughs) I'm going to try this out. It's going to be terrible, but whatever. we can cut it. It's like, it's like it's Taylor Swift. And in one side, you have Chiefs fans who are like, that's great. She's helping drive ticket sales, whatever. And then you have a bunch of other people who are like, nah, get her out of there. This is a wrecking our mojo with the, like, there's a, there's a center thing that like Taylor is, Taylor is just a enormous pop star who doesn't really have much to do with football and generally it's the, it's the two perspectives warring against that have that have utterly different things going on in their heads when they look at that thing. Right. What is, and I, I feel like, I think this is kind of what you just said too, but I feel like the idea of fusion teams, the idea of um, well, I mean, low code, no code development tools, all that kind of stuff is so powerfully central to like getting all of the brains in a room like that, like you said, and making, like making, hay, you know, making forward progress on something that like these, these tools and these processes that are around these tools are, I think the key to breaking the stalemate between those things and, and getting forward, because then you can have, like the mixed perspective, the PhDs in biology and the PhDs in compsci, like in the same room, hashing it out on a certain thing with, if the central thing here is this is a team designed to be this way and our tools are designed to like, like make that a lickety split process. You know
0: what I mean? I think the key to what you said though, is getting in a room. I mean, where this goes bad is when the business is just like, Let's just go buy the SAS solution. Right? You know, here's a big red easy button. I'm just gonna press it and uh let's see what happens. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it'll work or you know, worst case scenario we'll we'll kind of know on uh you know hat in hand to IT and say, Hey, can you guys help us fix this? And you know, that lack of collaboration I, I think is, you know, where you kinda get that that shadow IT or you know, negative connotation view of this. And you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but yeah, you know, I, I think both sides, realistically, and you know, obviously, we're kind of in the middle, right? As a as a third party vendor, is you know, you, know, you guys are both right and you're both wrong, and like, we've got to figure out, you know, we as in you, I guess, <laughs> to figure out a strategy that that's going to work for your organization because the reality is these days, I mean, I I don't think it's realistic for either side of that conversation to assume that we can just manage this by ourselves.
1: So, so think ahead for me real quick, just think ahead for me,
0: think about two, three, five years in the future.
1: What does this, what does all this stuff look like
0: then? Yeah, you know, I would hope that there continues to be, you know, good lessons learned and, you know, th- this concept of fusion teams and, you um, you know, more, I guess, modern strategies start to, to really take hold in organizations and, and both sides start to see the value of that. I mean, I think we can point to some very specific case studies where you see, you know, when this happens, it's it's magical, but it's, it's somewhat few and far between. And so, you know, hopefully that becomes more of a, a trend as opposed to just some, you know, Gartner coin buzzwords. Um And I I think, you know, it's going to take a little bit more, um, I would say, discipline amongst the professionals in in really both sides of the, uh, um, I guess, you know, low-code versus pro-code equation to realize that, you know, maybe there are some things that I'm missing and I I need to, to maybe, you know, look outside of myself a little bit and understand that, you know, some of this discipline, it's not all bad. <laughs> and some of this um, you know, the the free-flowing nature of low code, you know, in the proper environment with the right guardrails in place, that can be productive too.
1: I struggle to sort of come up with my own like future prognostication here, except to say that I think that it is that we are well that we are correct here, first of all. Congratulations, us on well done projections, but I think that, I think that fusion teams are, I think it might land under a different name eventually, (laughs) or the process for that might be described by a different name, or maybe even be a broader thing, but that sensibility of, I guess if I look at it from the technologist perspective, the technology doesn't no longer needs to be buried so far into technology speak and technology process that you can't just have a business or a or a function put in their hands just more directly on it i think i think that will become more clear in the in the coming years of that the business can just like make the sandcastle the way they want to make it. And technologists will come to be like, we understand how the beach is put together and we're equipping you for your sandcastles. And fusion teams in this metaphor are like the little the little crew of first graders who build the sandcastle, right? They all got, they got the one kid who likes to take charge and say, we're going to build a trench to there because that's where the tide is. And the one kid who loves to make the little windows with the toothpick on the sandcastle and one kid who loves to like dig dig things up and like transport sand, but it's all in the, in service. They're all doing what has just been enabled like platform wise and team wise in the world of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you've, you've said something a couple of times that that has really stuck with me and it's, you know, this notion of, you know, I don't mean this as a negative way, but you know, IT departments operate effectively as a monopoly in most organizations. You know, there is no comp- competition. And, and I think, you know, some of the the rub or the frustration that you're starting to see in, in some level is, you know, maybe for the first time ever, <laughs> they, all of a sudden there is competition. You know, if if the department is not getting what they want, they can go buy a SaaS solution. They can go buy third-party services. Um you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I mean, it's just reality. And and I think, you know, for, for IT departments, you know, coming to grips with that is, is part of this puzzle. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the train has left the station. That's not, you know, where. however you may feel about low code or any of this stuff. I mean, you know, it's only going to get worse. You know, you're going to have more co-pilots and you're going to have more everything, <laughs> you know, that that's going to be interfering and so um you know how do you how do you deal with that how do you start to embrace that as opposed to have having those walls that that are you know some of them are there on purpose and I, I think they have their place but you know now we're having to kind of redraw territories a little bit and figure out okay well this is this is the new normal
1: i I think we should probably an end to our conversation on that very note of the territories are being redrawn. The -hmm. districts are, the districts are changing in this, in this administrative centralized thing. And like there is the the fusion teams concept and the low code stuff. It's kind of like, you know, almost like disputed territory right now. It's, it's Kashmir essentially. Right. It's, it's like, it's like it's the Hunger James. Games. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Hunger Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IT is like the capital district where everybody's like <laughs> dressed weird and they eat weird stuff and then the business is like the starving little districts out there just like mining <laughs> for gold and they're whatever and the uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Uh, uh uh IT as Hunger Games. There it is. Done. That's the <laughs> that's uh, that's the episode cut and print.
0: <laughs> Maybe not okay. quite the message. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll we'll figure something out better in the post. <laughs> we'll 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 get the editors to come in and drop in a better thing here. Um, but I guess on behalf of us, that switched on. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, um, and we'll see you soon.